Looks, has time to throw. There's it out deep. Way downfield. Grab on your He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellick and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. More in motion. They get it to him. More in space. A burst of speed. A place down for Purdue. He's still going. More. Touchback. Touchdown. It is intercepted. Bailey the other way. Marcus Bailey punctuates this upset with a pick six. What's up, Boiler Nation? It's Wednesday night, October 20th, 2021, and you're listening to a brand new episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with one of my two co-hosts, Andrew Eiler, as Evan Webb is uh, gone away from work right now, not able to join us. But if he does, he'll be popping in here a little later. I did send him the email invite just mm-hmm. in case. Andrew, I don't know about you, but we're a couple days removed from Purdue's huge upset win over number two Iowa in Iowa City by the score of 24 to 7. And I'm still on cloud nine. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm doing <laughs> my hands. <laughs> That's well said. I mean, the, uh, uh, the AP poll ranked Purdue Boilermakers. First, first time, time since 2007. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's. It, which that surprised me, and I'm glad you're bringing that up because I that, thought Purdue would yeah. have to beat Wisconsin, get Same. five and two, and then I'm like, okay, five and two, Purdue definitely should be ranked at that point. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, same thing. Had they beaten, same with the winning in uh, Minnesota, I think it would have been. They obviously would have been ranked too now, but now uh, do you think? One, yeah. Do you think Purdue would have been ranked if they would have won by like let's say a touchdown or a field goal instead of winning by 17? I don't think so. I I, I think they were like what they were just ahead of. I don't know what they did. They have any votes before the week? I don't. I don't, I don't think they did. Probably not because they the lost the week in yeah Minnesota. Then they, maybe uh, they really won the bye and they picked up some votes in the bye week. <laughs> I think it's a combination of some other teams losing and just yeah. handling Iowa the way they did. Um, uh, yeah, man. Did I mean? I I know on our predictions last week, I thought Purdue would be competitive. And lose a close one, but I I didn't see the uh, outcome that happened Sunday. Uh, happen. I was I think I was the most pessimistic. I uh, <laughs> as I was talking about it, I was I don't know. I didn't I didn't really fully believe it, but I also didn't think Purdue was going to go score like thirteen points like a month straight. Um, so yeah, I was pretty pessimistic that Purdue was going to have some trouble with the highly ranked Iowa defense, and uh, that clue was not the case. I think it was uh, the stars kind of aligned for Purdue in a sense of coming off a bye week. So Jeff Brom gets two weeks to prepare for Iowa, gets plenty of time to, you know, add some wrinkles to the offense, uh, look at the red zone woes, look at tape from not only college teams but pro teams, uh, just <clears throat> things they've done in the past since he's got the Purdue things he's done in the past at WKU, other stops. So, and it looked like it worked. I mean, right out of the gate Saturday, we saw not one. Not two, but three quarterbacks play for Purdue, and Aiden O'Connell, and Jack Plummer, and Austin Burton. What do you think of that wrinkle? I thought it was pretty sweet. I'm, I mean, and I'm glad Burton actually threw one. I knew he threw it away, but still, he threw it. I would, yep. lo- I hope, I would love to see like Burton Plummer throw like 
I think it'd be hilarious if they each threw like four passes a game or something like that. They each had like four runs. They each threw four or five passes, and then yeah. O'Connell throws the ball forty times. And yeah, you could tell it confused Iowa. You could tell they were not ready for it. And uh, I thought it was brilliant. I mean, who? Why? Why is it ever said that uh, you can't play three quarterbacks? Yeah, what was it with Danny? I mean, Danny Hope. We always had three quarterbacks, and it was <laughs> if you have three, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. I mean, that was the exactly. same ten so years what, ago. But what's what's the saying for three? Yeah, I mean, three's three's the I don't know. Yeah, I don't have anything good for that. But, but I was, go ahead. I was like you going into the game as far as Iowa's defense was concerned. I mean, this was a defense that was pretty much leading the country, I believe, in turnovers. And mm-hmm. Purdue did yeah. a great job of uh, kind of flipped on it. There we go. Yeah, flip flipping it and and not turning the ball over at all. Um, well, man, the I, one, the one bad turn, the one uh, worst rule in sports turnover. Uh, yeah, the touchback one. Oh yeah, I I hate the touchback rule. Whether it whether it hits the pylon or goes through the back of the end zone, I hate that rule. I think it's so ridiculous. But I I don't. Uh, I mean the. The through the the through the back of the end zone does, isn't nearly as bad as the pylon because I mean I like, agree all you have to do is touch it so it's like all you have to do is the nose of the football touches the white line as a touchdown but if you lose it if you're stretching I don't yeah I agree I don't know. I agree we do have a comment here from Skip a lawyer loyal viewer of the show he says Badgers pass rush worries me but watch their Notre Dame game and I'm not sure if Badgers are ten point underdogs. Uh, the front seven is faster than mm-hmm. Iowa, but secondary not sure as Badgers pass rush is better than Iowa's. But this weekend it is down to special teams and running a game. And he says uh, we aren't ten point underdogs. I meant, yeah, I'm pretty surprised to see Purdue as underdogs against Wisconsin at home. I think I saw the line is minus three. Minus three. But, it opened up but, at five and a half. Yeah, I which really means it was like eight and a half because they give like three points to the home team. Right. So really, I mean, that minus six is minus or minus three is minus six, essentially. That, but uh, I mean, minus, we had yeah, opened a touchdown. This, this is a Wisconsin team that's three and three. It's probably as down of a Wisconsin team as we've seen in a while, but Purdue has not beaten them since 2003. So yeah. um, I guess maybe that's where it comes into play. Should have gotten them in 19, though. Yeah. Oh, 19? Uh, yeah. Eight, 18. 18. 18. Yeah, we were up two touchdowns with like seven minutes to play yeah. and lost in double or triple overtime. overtime. Mm-hmm. But uh, back to the Iowa game, uh, I, I, I know, and I know David Bell's getting praise as he should. I mean, he was amazing. He, I they just kept single covering. I got so I know you and I were both. I was in a wedding. You were traveling, yep. so neither yep. one of us was able to watch the full game other than on right. our phones intermittently. Right. But it just seemed like I couldn't believe. It. Yeah, he made some incredible catches, but he burned. Like they kept single covering him. And he was, I don't know, the guy, Hankins or something, or I don't Sounds know right. the, the DB was that they kept mm. putting on him, and he was getting abused. I mean, he's got to be in Kurt Ferentz's nightmares now, doesn't he? Three years in a row, yeah. he just torched them. And, like, everybody <laughs> knew it was coming. I know. I, except, I, except Kurt Ferentz and whoever I, this defensive coordinator he, is for Iowa. You know, I think Iowa was just stubborn. They're like, we got great defense. We're going to stick to our game plan. And uh, – yeah. Skip says uh, Hankins was their hype guy and sucked. Yeah, David Bell kind of embarrassed him. But I mean, uh, I mean, I kind of get it if you can, if you, if you're, I don't know, blitzing or whatever. You know, Purdue's offensive line hasn't always been the best or gotten the most recognition for being all that good. They, I, they played pretty well. I mean, from what I could tell on my 
four inch screen of my phone in a wedding. But I, uh, yeah, I thought the line play was great on yeah, Saturday. But I mean, like to Iowa's point, I mean they have a great defense. Okay, get after O'Connell if he can't get comfortable and he can't find Bell. But still, I don't know. Yeah, clearly it, didn't work, and clearly it, Jeff Brom just owns Kirk Ferentz. Yeah, I he mean, still owns Iowa. Four and one now against what Iowa. Did, what did What did Rogers say? I, I still own the. I still own you. <laughs> I own you. I always have owned you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Kurt, that's Jeff Brown to Kirk Ferentz. You know, Ferentz you know, Aaron Rodgers, twenty two and five against the Bears. You can say that when, <laughs> when you do that. Hey, uh, Jeff Brown, four and one against Kirk Ferentz. That's absolutely against the, the longest tenured coach in the Big Ten. Now, if we can just find a way to beat Fleck one of yeah, these days, <laughs> that's the, yeah. Did you say that? Someone said that's the most. Evan said that. I think. Yeah. Four yeah. and one against Ferentz, but like one and one four, four against Fleck, yep. which is just mind-boggling. Yep, it is. Uh, but the line, like you said, played fantastic. Greg Lawn might have had the best photo <laughs> in Purdue sports history chugging that, uh, does, that Bud Light. Does he get uh, reprimanded from Brown for that? I mean, I feel I like have he has no to. idea. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, hope he's – uh, of age, well, he's old. He's like oh yeah, he's like a sixty-year senior right I, now. I don't know. That's interesting. I've never seen that happen before. Dude, I'm, I'm age, honestly so. surprised the NCAA didn't like suspend him yeah. or something because the yeah. no, the and yeah, I know the NFL is a no fun league, but the NCAA yeah. is just it's turning. It's they're turning yeah. in there. Um, Skip says if Cam Allen isn't second team All Big Ten, I'll be stunned. Cam two Allen picks. two yeah. picks this week. He's got three on the year now. I uh, was. Uh, Big Ten Defense Player of the Week, and of course David Bell was a Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week, and like we were, we were talking about Bell, he had 11 catches for 240 and a touchdown. That's the most receiving yards in Kinnick Stadium history, second most in uh, uh, Purdue history. Which Chris Daniels is number one with a little over 300. I don't think anybody's got touched that one. Nope. But David Bell can't say enough about the guy. I mean, let's let's uh, let's enjoy him while we can this year because I don't think he's going to be back next year. That was that was funny. The Iowa people were saying like, "Why the hell is he still at Purdue? <laughs> Get him to the NFL right now, please." Yeah, uh, but line played great, like we we're saying. In, in in playing great, they gave Aiden O'Connell a bunch of time. Aiden was thirty for forty for three hundred seventy-five yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Andrew, I I think that's the best road performance I've seen out of our Purdue quarterback. Maybe in my lifetime since I've been watching. David didn't blow out a huge game at Missouri. He did. Um, like 500 and some yards. He, I don't know what he threw well, for. But at home, he put up a home? ton against okay. Drew Locke. We're in a, okay, that wasn't at Missouri. No. I, I thought Purdue dominated them at Missouri. As they well. did. That was split between him and Sindelar, I believe. Okay, maybe I'm mixing the games up, though. I knew I, they dominated. I thought I figured. Yeah. I mean, I guess with everything. In toll, number two Iowa yeah. with the great defense. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, number oh, yeah. like a number two scoring defense yeah. in the country on, with the on, most... on ABC. I mean, with, it was and no no picks when they had sixteen coming into the game. And and I know people, you know, want to get on Aiden for his turnovers and, and some of them rightfully so, but he's pretty accurate. Hey, and yeah, he he, the it's just a different ball. Yeah, I mean, also I think Rondell didn't Rondell have O'Connell throw to him at the combine like that. I believe, I believe so. I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, that kind of should tell you, if like, okay, I'm yeah. auditioning for a pro team. I'm going to bring you because my, yeah, I want yeah. the guy who throws the most accurate ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, for a guy for not being mobile, I mean, he had a nice six yard touchdown run. Yeah, yeah, and used the. I believe that was the play. If I'm not mistaken, he used the ref 
uh, ran right towards the ref, kind of <laughs> used the ref as a screen. That's brilliant. I mean, people should do that more often. The ref's going to be out there. Use them to your advantage. Yeah. Uh, but I thought he played great. And, and like I said, Jack and, and Austin Burton played fine. Mm-hmm. Plummer's one for two for three yards. Burton was 0 for 1. But on the, on the rushing attack, Burton had Burton had three carries for 10 three yards. For Plummer, 10. five for 20. Then Doru at eight. Team rushes for 48. If you would have told me how, before the game yeah. that Purdue was going to outrush Iowa, I wouldn't have believed you. How about, I don't know if you were able to see it. How about, I don't, I think it was early or toward the end of the second, uh, second quarter, like third and 10 in the red zone and they had Plummer in, they ran the option. I, I saw King. that on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what that, they haven't run the option since like 2005. I think, I do think the first play of the season this year was an option against oh, was State. It? I think he ran like three or four steps and then shuffled it real quick. Okay. And Maybe Evan, that's I th- Evan okay. and I are like, yeah. well, we didn't have that on our bingo card for the I was going to say, yeah, okay, now I do remember that. I was like, who would have thought first play of the year option? Yeah. yeah. Deep ball option. Yeah. <laughs> David Bell, no. But uh, looking at the other receivers, uh, Besides Bell, of course, who had a tremendous game. T.J. Sheffield had eight catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. Milton Wright, four catches for 38 yards. Brock Thompson had a big third down conversion, one mm-hmm. catch for 28 yards. Payne Durham, five for 15. That's Downing, one line. for six. And King Doru, one for three. No catches by Jackson Anthrop. He did have one drop in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just rare that you don't see him in the uh, in the stat column. It's really interesting. I know Bell, obviously, 11 for 240, but just everybody else, it just seemed like was kind of dinking and dunking. Yeah. I mean, five for five catches for 15 yards for Payne Durham. That's not like Payne, yeah. With a, with a longest catch of five. I mean, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like he had a negative. I mean, maybe he did, but I don't think so. I mean, he couldn't have, I guess. But it was like if you lose like six yards, that's going to hurt it a little bit or something. But just basically extension of the run game, which we – we talked about the line played well. I mean, the running backs played hard, but I mean, ultimately, thirty-three carries, eighty-six yards is so still another, another right. under a hundred yards right. rushing. Well, hopefully, Xander Horvath, uh, hopefully, getting closer yeah. to returning because uh, I think they said not optimistic for this week. Yeah, I, I I've I been saying Nebraska in my head for a while. That would be next week, but mm-hmm. maybe if it's not next week. Maybe it's Michigan State on on November sixth, but. Need to get him back because there's just not a lot of depth in the running back room right now. No, but they're doing they're doing okay. I mean, Daru, yep. I think, is playing well. Um, Downing, I think, has it's been basically it's all King Daru Downing. What happened? To, did Cross get hurt? Yeah, Cross got, Cross was it was family matters. That's well, right. yeah, personal reasons, yeah, I yeah. guess. So Definitely. I'm not sure. Hopefully, he'll be back this week. I'm not sure. I haven't read anything on him. But uh, overall, I thought I thought uh, a an A grade for the offense. And and the defense and oh everything. absolutely the defense. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know I was offense isn't anything uh, great, but I mean, you you make Petrus throw four interceptions. I mean, Douglas gets one off a tip ball to start yeah. the game. Then uh, Mackey got one late. It came Allen got two of them. Got pressure finally. Pressure on the quarterback. Uh, he had uh, we had let's see. Uh, Karloftis had a sack. Brandon uh, Bronson Dean. Dean had one half, and Jenkins had one. Um, yep. which I, I heard Jenkins tonight said on the Jeff Brom radio show, it was the most hostile environment he's ever played in. He was very nervous. He said this environment was crazy compared to even Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So One thing that's that I, I don't remember talking about at all is the tackles for loss. We've got eight tackles for loss, which I can't remember having like more than like one. No. Even, even though the defense is playing great, which is just it's crazy. I mean, talked about it before the Iowa game, Purdue forced like two turnovers. 
mm-hmm. in yep. five games before that, before this week. Right, right. I would have never envisioned and not many sacks. I mean, I know we talked about that too. I mean, there's been, they've been getting pressure, but not like, getting all the way to it. So I think that's, I mean, they're definitely impacting the line and running backs, but it's just, I don't know, that big play that happened, didn't really happen until this week. Well, and, and you know, I talked about Aiden O'Connell having such a great performance on the road at, for a Purdue quarterback, one of the best I, I remember. I can't think of a better Purdue defensive performance against at least a high-quality opponent uh, dating back clear to 2003. What was the line? 11? Yeah. It was, Purdue was plus 11, right? Yeah. what it was? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in – I mean, I mean, this is a thirty game. Yeah, it's a pretty defense right now. It's, and I know UConn's UConn, but through uh, through six games, they are allowing fourteen points per game. That's the fewest since nineteen seventy eight, which that defense allowed ten point eight. Seventy eight. Uh, okay. I mean, r- right now they're fifth in the Big Ten in, in rushing defense, allowing one hundred fourteen point sixty seven. Second in passing defense, allowing one hundred seventy eight point five yards. Second total allowing only 293.2 yards in second and scoring only uh, giving up 14 points. That's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, uh, I mean, kudos to Jeff from uh, making all the staff changes. I think he may press the right buttons this time yeah. around. Uh, I think just keep everybody together for a few years. Yes. Yes. Uh, but uh, that defense was fast and aggressive on Saturday and it paid off. Um, that's what gives me hope against Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. Like I said, Wisconsin, they're three and three. They had a tough time with Army, but Army's a pretty pretty solid program, which is still weird to say. Um, <laughs> this isn't the Wisconsin team usual, though. They don't have the stud running back. They still have a pretty good O line. Uh, Grant Woods has been playing his best football. They're averaging two hundred and seven rush yards per game compared to eighty nine. Eighty nine. I know they still do what they do, but they don't have that. One stud running back. They've lost no, a lot of running backs. I'm just – so you mean like we're not used to like Melvin Gordon or James White or, or name or, uh, any freaking – Yeah. Uh, why the, the Colts running back. He's uh, slipping Taylor, my Taylor, yeah. Jonathan Taylor, Taylor, yeah. Uh, uh, Ron Dane, P.J. Hill. Uh, who was the bell? Wasn't there a bell? That, Monty uh, Ball. Monty, Monty Ball, Ball, you're thinking. Yeah. yeah it was Mike just Ball. one after another. It's like a factory. Who's going to run for 400 yards against Purdue? Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, you know, Ross State should be rocking. It's a 3 o'clock Big Ten Network game. I saw the Big Ten tailgates could be on site. Um, man. No letdown. Hopefully. No, I, I mean. That's, what, that's one thing Brom spoke about tonight. He goes, he tells the guys all the time it's a one-game season. They take it week to week, and it's so important not to have a letdown after a big, what could be program changing early season, changing win in that big yeah. upset win over Iowa. I mean, are you surprised? So I, I don't. I saw this on Golden Black, and Tom said that you'd have to check on or something like that. But Purdue, first time they're ranked in since two thousand seven. They're mm-hmm. also a home. They're ranked against. I don't know. Home underdog against an unranked opponent when ranked, I guess. Yeah, I, I know I, it's only twenty fifth, but still, I thought Purdue would be favored. I thought Purdue would be favored. I mean, if yeah. if the press thought that enough, enough to of rank them, yeah, yeah. But I, but but still, the line is the money. I guess that's so not a necessary right. necessarily thing. It's right. I mean, it's set up with gambling, but right. Um, just looking at Wisconsin right here. I mean, uh, you know, I was talking about Graham Mertz. Uh, he's 80 for 144 this year for 893 yards, only two touchdowns and seven interceptions. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. Um, not, and he really hasn't been the same player since uh, week one last year against Illinois. He yeah. Illinois, and then since then he hasn't really been the same. Yeah. Is he a sophomore? Is that his true freshman too? Yes. Last year. Yes. Everybody... Um, they do have, they have three different backs who run the ball. Uh, Malesi, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He has 112 carries for 543 yards, three touchdowns. Allen has 46 carries for 288 yards, three touchdowns. And um, those are pretty much their two horses there. Um, just a different-looking Wisconsin team. I mean, they're 3-3. Three and three. Their losses have come to pretty good teams in uh, Penn State, Michigan, and Notre Dame. So, I mean, I don't, we'll see. We'll see. Are, 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 how are you feeling, I guess, going into the game Saturday? Being a standard Purdue fan, not optimistic. Sure. Because I, because it's it's Wisconsin. Yep. And like you said, 2003 feels feels like it hasn't been in our lifetime. Yep. Pretty much. Because, because we were 11. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't like having expectations. We'll say that. Yeah, I, I don't like having expectations either. But, man, right when I'm starting to lower my expectations, Purdue does something like this. It knocks off number two team in the country. Yeah, I was – exactly. I was I was probably – that was probably about as negative as I was. What did I say? It's going to be like a 17-3 to three game or yeah. something. I thought Purdue was going to yeah. struggle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was cautiously optimistic about the Notre Dame game. And, mm-hmm. I mean – they they played well, but it was that was that was a game that Purdue was Notre Dame was in control the whole time. Like right. Purdue, yeah, the score didn't look all that bad, and they kept it interesting, I guess. But I mean, they Notre Dame was clearly the better team that week. So, but who knows? I mean, the team's playing really well. I'll talk myself into being optimistic and then ready to get hurt on yep. Saturday afternoon. It's life of Purdue fan. We're always ready to get hurt again. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, How do you feel? I feel pretty good, but uh, I mean, I I just I don't know. I just feel like that Ross is gonna be jumping. I mean, it's been a good home atmosphere mm-hmm. this year, anyways. But I just feel like it's really gonna be jumping. And like, this is a perfect. I mean, you know, last week we we're before the Iowa game, we we're talking like we don't see six wins in the forecast, and now a week later, I'm thinking. <laughs> besides Eight. Ohio State, I could see. I mean, they probably won't, but I could see Purdue winning every game besides Ohio State. My yeah, I have a a, a buddy who's an Ohio State grad and works at Ohio State, and Ohio State fan now because of that, and he got a, a law degree from Ohio State, mm-hmm. and he he's adopted Purdue as a second team just because of he's got a couple of friends that are Purdue, and he when he does that, but he he's he's come to the conclusion over the last two years, he's like, man, like Purdue is they're always it's always painful. To root for Purdue, so he um, he was enjoying it on Iowa with uh, last week texting, and that's what he's like. Oh man, eight wins easy, and I'm like, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Sign me up right now, no questions asked. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, that's a stretch to me, Colin. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I will still be happy with six. I know that sounds yeah. terrible. Get, get, get to six, and then yep. anything else is great. Kind of, yes, uh, six in the bucket because it's funny, you know. I mean, I mean, the West, the West is open. Technically, um, I, mean, I saw is, some. It was like, is is Minnesota the best team in the West? Like question mark. That was a headline. I don't know where. Like Monday this week. I'm like, no freaking way. Uh, Fat Booty, a friend of the show, loyal, loyal viewer, says, "I'm just saying for us to win and not have a letdown loss, Tanner should be in Denver <laughs> again. I'll babysit your ticket for you." Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, I had fun out there in the Mile High City, but it's also also good to be back. But uh, nope, sorry, Thad, I'm not missing this one. Uh, I'm looking forward to being down in Ross State with uh, 50 plus thousand of my closest friends and, and some Badger, Badger fans in there too. Um, we'll give our prediction for Purdue Wisconsin here in a little bit, but let's go around the other games of the Big Ten real quick, starting cool. with the two and five Illinois Fighting Illini traveling to the number seven Penn State and Indian Lions, who are twenty three and a half point favorites. Who did Illinois play last week? Did they have? They played. Uh, they had a bye week oh, last week. They okay. had a bye week last week. They got ah. beat twenty four zero by Wisconsin two weeks ago. Did did they win the bye? No, I would say they lost because of Brett Bielema's column. Yeah, because he's a loser. Because yeah. he throws all his players under the bus and pretty much said the last coaching staff didn't leave me any backups who are worth a damn. That's pretty much what he said. Exactly. I mean, but whatever. <laughs> the guy's a Illinois, loser. Penn State, minus 24. <laughs> uh, I have to feel like Penn State. I think Penn State covers that. I think they cover I think they do too. They're going to make a statement. I mean, Brandon Peters has got to turn it over multiple times. Uh, yeah. Let's had a bye on. week. Had a bye week coming off the loss, the close loss to Iowa. Number seven. So, I mean, they're still in that top eight. But, I mean, I think they got to make a statement and make this laugh or yeah. make this a laugher. Yeah, they got to run the table, including beating Ohio State to have a chance. And yeah, Michigan. Speaking of Michigan, they're number six in the country now. They are 23-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Northwestern, a Northwestern team who upset Rutgers this past weekend. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, someone has a pulse now. Northwestern, yeah. Illinois, I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. Northwestern is now 3-3. Um, three and three. So... Uh, I, I think Michigan, but I think it'll be pretty close. I don't know if they'll cover that or not. I can't. I can't see Mich- – I mean, that's a lot of points. If, I don't know. Northwestern offense isn't very good either. But I don't know. 23 seems like a lot of points for Michigan to score to win by. Like to yeah. Play. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think – I think Northwestern – I'll say Minnesota by – or Minnesota, Michigan by about 21. I, I don't see Northwestern scoring a lot of points. But um, I don't I don't think Michigan scores enough to be in by 23 and a half. So. Michigan's averaging 38 and a half points a game. They, they yeah. are. Would, they not, are. would not have guessed uh, that. All right. I mean, I, this is definitely Harbaugh's best chance to beat Ohio State quite some time. Mm-hmm. Interesting matchup here. Maryland, who started off the year hot at 4 0, is now 4 2. At 4 2, Minnesota. Minnesota's five uh, point favorites. Yeah. I, really, I really don't want to see Fleck win. I know. He's the worst. I know. He is. He is. He's the. You can't stand them, but this seems like a game I could see Minnesota losing. You know, they're starting to play better, even with guys out, and then this could be a trap game. Unfortunately, I'm going to pick the Golden Gophers to win and cover. I don't like it, but that's what yeah. I, I I don't know. I think so. I think Maryland's. I think Iowa crushed Maryland's soul, and then Ohio State even ripped it out. If it was still there, they, yeah. Maryland, Maryland was just fake. I mean, okay, they, they beat West Virginia, then. Howard, Illinois, Kent State. Yeah. yeah. Man, 4-0, looking pretty good, and then just get then waxed. Just Iowa, okay, Iowa and Ohio State. That's a pretty good yeah, It is. It is. That's life <laughs> in the East. That's life in the East. Um, speaking of life in the East, number five, My Ohio gosh. State, who's 5-1. Yeah. and one. I think we can agree they're the best team in the conference. They can put up a ton of points whenever they want. They're at 2-4 and four, Indiana. This is a 7-30 ABC game. 
but Ohio State's a 21-point favorite. This is IU's picture day, so they yep. can get all the red in the stadium. At nighttime, um, yep. Yep, this will be IU's. This will be their brochures for the next 10 years. Yeah. Um, I hope Ohio State wins by 40. They've, IU's been hanging in there. They I can't guess, score, but, though. They can't no. score. I mean, they did shut Ohio, Michigan State's uh, offense down a little bit, but Michigan State got the win me, now. Give me, I mean, give me a little scare. I mean, Indiana, I mean, look at their schedule. You know, they got Ohio State at home this week. I think we both agree Ohio State's going to win. So that would be five losses for Indiana. Then they go to Maryland. Then they go to Michigan. Then they host Rutgers. And then they host Minnesota. And then they go to Purdue. So they could be out of bowl condition pretty quickly here. Yeah. Hate to see it. I know, and that that East is such a tough stretch. But I, I was looking; I just pulled out. I had Maryland scheduled up. And I was just kind of laughing at that. So they go Minnesota, IU, and then home against number seven Penn State, at number nine Michigan State, and then home against number six Michigan. So <laughs> three weeks straight against currently top ten teams. We, that we can be thankful we're in the West. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think Ohio State wins and covers the twenty one points spread. They're just their I'd, offense is too good. I'd like to see that. Yep, their offense is just too good. Uh, other top 25 matchups around the country. Uh, interesting, I just noticed on my phone we have a top 25 matchup in progress right now. Number 14, oh, yeah. Coastal Carolina <laughs> is tied with App State at App State 14-14 with 10.06 left in the second quarter. So I'm going to say Coastal Carolina, but they don't cover. You know, I'll go with the upset. App State, Sean Clark's their head coach. He was the offensive line coach under Danny Hope at Purdue. He's the head coach at Appalachian State, doing pretty good there. So I'll, I'll roll with the Mountaineers. But uh, uh, Saturday's games, number 16, 6-0 Wake Forest at 4-2 Army. Uh, Wake Forest is a three-point favorite. Three. Wake, Wake Forest, Forest. Just, hey, they just – they uh... Army gave Wisconsin a game. Yep. Last week. Yep. At West Point. Wow. I'm going with the Demon I, Deacons to go uh, seven and zero. Oh. Give me Army. Let's All right, go. going with the Golden Knights. Knights. Golden Knights. Golden, yeah. Golden Knights. Black Knights. I think you're right. Black. Yeah. Some type of night. Uh, number two, Cincinnati Bearcats at one and five. Navy. Cincinnati's a twenty-seven and a half point favorite. What happened to Navy? Man. I think Cincinnati's got to keep making statements. I think they win yeah. big. Yep. They have, they have to. to. <laughs> Speaking of a big spread, number three, Oklahoma is at number – or at, not at number – is at one and five, Kansas. Oklahoma's a 38-and-a-half point favorite on the road. <laughs> That's such a big number to cover. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's a conference foe. <laughs> yeah. For not much longer, though. No. No, so, um, yeah. I think Oklahoma wins, but does not cover. That's a big spread to cover. Is uh, Spencer Rattler still the quarterback? He's their backup. Williams is starter now. Did he start? Did he start on Saturday? I yeah, didn't Williams see. I started pay. against Kansas State. I they, didn't pay uh, any attention to anything outside of the Purdue Iowa they, game. They smoked Kansas State, so yeah, shocker. Mm. Yeah, Oklahoma obviously huge, but uh, that's such a huge number to cover. It is. It is the Chip Kelly Bowl, number ten, five and one Oregon at five and two UCLA. Surprisingly, UCLA is a two point favorite. Oh wow! But I'm going Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. Agreed. Uh, LSU four and three 
coming off a really surprising home win over Florida, but Coach O is going to be done at the end of the season. Did they, did they get an emotional pickup because of that, you think? Did they get a, we're going to finish the season strong for mm. Coach O? I think Saturday's game will be telling. They traveled to number 12 Ole Miss, coming off a big win at Tennessee. They're 5-1. and one. Ole Miss nine-point favorites. Eli Manning Day. Eli's jersey's yeah. getting retired as his nephew, Arch Manning, the number one <laughs> recruit for the class of 2023. He's got to be on campus. Coincidence? I don't think so. Uh, give me Ole Miss. I like what Lane Kiffin's doing with that team. I was going to say, get on the lane train, baby. Yeah. yeah. I think he's found a good fit down there. And and uh, it'll be interesting. So who, who, If you're LSU, who do you go after? I don't know. I mean, there's I, a lot I don't of have a good idea. I'm trying to think. out there. That's, that's what I was about, trying to think of. How about Joe Brady, who used to be their coordinator, is now the coordinator for the Carolina Panthers? Have any head, I don't know. I feel like they're going to go – they're going to go big head time head coach somewhere. I how, mean, about Bill o, how about Bill O'Brien, office yeah. coordinator at Alabama? Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of been a good model right now, Lane Kiffin. Um Do you, do you think is this the year Fickle jumps? Would LSU hire Luke Fickle? I mean, I think he's a great I coach. Know. I think he's done a good job. Uh, uh, our, our our friend Josh Munt, uh, you know, Illinois fan, he said he had heard today James Franklin a possibility at LSU. So he's, Franklin's and rumored to USC for I know. every other year. Yeah, he has. So um, it'll be interesting. I think they have to swing some big names and, and yeah. get told no. So we'll see. Uh, Clipson four and two at five and one number twenty three ranked Pittsburgh. You just in, said it. In Pittsburgh, a three yeah. point favorite. Yeah, I think uh, Clemson just struggles so much to score. They can't score, and uh, Pickett—I think his name's Pickett for uh, the Pitt, Pittsburgh's yeah. quarterback. He is good. He's got two thousand yards and twenty one touchdowns. <laughs> He's really good in six games. And, and if if you win a game like this. Maybe he gets himself in the Heisman contention. Yeah. Uh, what? Talking me into you know, a pit, fine. Yep, me too. I talked myself <laughs> into it too. Pit. Uh, we'll fly through some of these. Number eight, Oklahoma State, 6-0 and at 4-2 and Iowa State. And wow. Iowa State's a seven-point oh favorite gosh. somehow. These are some crazy lines. Like normally, like I'm used to seeing like number, yeah, number four Alabama against number twelve. I know that's not this week, yeah, but like yeah. number number two Alabama, number one Alabama being like, oh, you're an eighteen point favorite over the number right. twelve team in the country. Right. I feel like a lot of these top ten teams are getting uh, are Damn. getting no respect. Hey, it's just a, it's a, it is almost Halloween. It's just crazy. Everybody's a little, a little <laughs> weird. I mean, Purdue, Purdue. Yeah, underdog at home against an unranked opponent. I mean, as a ranked crazy team, crazy stuff. The first yeah. time since crazy stuff. Uh, but give me Oklahoma State in this one. Yeah, I think. Nah, no, no, I'm going Iowa State. Taking Matt Campbell yeah. and the Cyclones. I don't think they cover though. I think uh, Matt Campbell shines wore off a little bit. Yeah. So he should have. He should have left like four years ago. Uh, he was going to leave. Tennessee at number four, Alabama, where Alabama, like you just mentioned, 25 yeah, and a half I point know. favorite. I know, but it's still unranked Alabama. Right, you know. right. But uh, it's so usually when it's like number two against number 11, and it's like, is it really a three point, like a three touchdown difference between think, like, yeah. I think Alabama puts it on them. Yeah, I hope so. Another one that I wouldn't mind. Another uh, fan base and team we've talked about a lot about. 
This is a good matchup. Number 22, 6-0 San Diego State at 6-1 Air Force. Air Force is three-point favorite. Who's the Air Force coach? Um, uh, is, is it still Calhoun, the guy? I think. Yeah. Is it's it still Troy Calhoun? Yeah, so that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, give me Air Force. Why not? Yep, same. Why not? Then they cover that, three and a half. Uh, newly ranked number 24, 7-0, University of Texas San Antonio at 2-4 <laughs> Louisiana Tech. UTSA is only a seven-point favorite, though. I know nothing about either of these teams. UTSA beat Illinois, so I'm going with UTSA. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Well, who hasn't beaten Illinois? You know, you know what their nickname is? You, the Texas San Antonio State yep. or whatever it is. University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. Maybe I was, just, I was, gonna, I was gonna guess Roadrunner just by their little logo. Love it. I'm like, I'm like, Love what it. the hell is that? Yeah. Number eighteen, five and one, NC State at maybe maybe the most disappointing team in college football at two and four, Miami, Florida. And NC State's a three point favorite. They cover that. I agree. Did you see Miami lost by three to North Carolina the other day? They're down three with 15 seconds to go at like the 20. No great field goal range. Try a risky pass to go to the end zone. Guy tips it up in the air. North Carolina picks it off, wins the game. <laughs> Just stupid. Uh, South Carolina, who is four and three at number 17, five and two, Texas A&M, who is a 21-point favorite. Wow. When was the last time like South Carolina was good? They were okay, I would say, with Spearier, but I, I yeah, never thought I they were that say, great like, with him. I know. I was trying to think of, like – I've never really – I don't think we've ever really seen him that good. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. I was like, I don't think they have been. No. Uh, yeah, I, think it, I think they cover that, too. I think yep. it's three or four touchdowns. And then the night game at 7.30 NBC, 3-3 three and three USC at 5-1, and one, number 13 Notre Dame, who is a six-and-a-half-point six favorite. Yeah, I think Notre Dame covers that too. I do too. You know, it's weird to call those two teams rivals because usually when you think of rivals, it's like two fan bases who hate each other. I don't think USC fans and Notre Dame fans hate each other by any means. I don't think they probably know each other. I don't think they care. Yeah, it exactly. was just it was just because of like the Reggie Bush, Matt, Matt Liner, Brady, Brady Quinn. Quinn. Those 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 teams had fun rivalries. Exactly. That Since was like man, a it's been like eh. yeah. So but I think Notre USC Dame wins. has yeah. USC hasn't been like. That fun, no. And since Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart right. and 100 correct Mark Sanchez even I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Sanchez, yep. John David Booty, remember that guy? Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, Purdue, Wisconsin, three o'clock, Big Ten Network Saturday. Purdue's four and two, Badgers three and three, Badgers three point favorite, like we discussed. Score prediction: Who do you like? Talk myself into it. I was pep- <laughs> I was pessimistic. I'm ready to get hurt now. I know I said that a half hour ago. I'm ready to get hurt early. Uh, Purdue, I'm going to say 27, Wisconsin 17. I, I swear to God, I had that prediction in my head. It's 27 17, so I'm agreeing with you. I swear that was my prediction. I'm like, 27, I almost finished the part. 17. <laughs> I, I like that 10 point number. I think, um, I don't think Purdue gets away with a turnover free day, but I think we'll see some good offensive line play again, good quarterback play. Um, I'll go with MVP. I think Payne Durham. You know, he had five catches for fifteen yeah. against Iowa. Um, it's time for him to have a have a breakout game. Again. He's been due. I mean, I thought Sheffield played well last week, so I, I think agree. he. I, I'm kind of waiting for Brock Thompson. I know he's. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like he he's always like one catch for thirty yards, and I'm waiting for him to have like a 
like a seven for 120 or something. Like, yeah. and have like a long one in there. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's hard to pick against like David Bell, but uh, I know. But on defense, I think who's gonna who's gonna be the one to prevent Wisconsin from running or running over all of our dreams here? You know, Jalen Graham. If he was healthy, I want to go with a guy like Demarcus Mitchell, but he's banged up. Mm-hmm. Um, Branson Dean. You know, Jalen Alexander had seven tackles yeah. against Iowa, um, but um, um, Marvin oh, Grant. Yeah, or. Um, why am I slipping his name? Number seven, the corner. Uh, uh, Brown. Brown, yeah. Brown, he's, yeah. Been, he's been playing great, you know, with the news. Corey Trice last week, yep. out for the year, which we didn't talk about on the podcast last week because it hadn't happened after. yet. Yeah. Uh, happened after in, in practice, and, and Brown stepped up. I mean, the defensive backs can't say enough about him right now. That's a banged-up yeah. locker room, and they're playing good. Thankfully, I mean, we got those – The Brown was a transfer. Was he the yep. one from Kentucky or Florida? Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. The Florida kid never he came got, because of an eye injury. Yeah, unfortunate. So, unfortunately. But, so. um, yeah. As kind of on that topic, does any other team have significant practice injuries like Purdue that are like out for – like every year there's like, like Marcus Bailey five years ago or something yep. like that. Second second uh, second week of the season was right before Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, pr- during practice, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rob Henry, I remember mm-hmm. his sophomore year was non-contact ACL in practice, yep. uh, just going through a drill, which he didn't even think he hurt himself at the time. He got up and ran to the trainer's room just to get checked out and found out he tore his ACL. Just weird things happen. I'm sure it happens to other teams, but since we follow Purdue closer than any other yeah. team, that's uh, why we see it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to Saturday. Should be fun. Should be a good day for football. It's a uh, nice it's fun to see day. the fan base get some energy back. We've been waiting yeah. for over two years to get some energy back, and it's here. So, Let's keep it going. Did you see the the airport when they arrived? Yeah, the I, I was I couldn't remember that ever happening. But then I was also like, Purdue doesn't win road games, so exactly they they did it for basketball at Wisconsin yeah. years ago yeah. and a few other games. But I don't ever recall for football. So very cool by the Rossi yeah. Brigade. To, Go out there and, like you said, weird things are happening, but good things are happening at Purdue. I mean, soccer teams ranked, volleyball teams Ooh. really high ranked, uh, golf teams ranked. Mm-hmm. Both, uh, I think both. I know the men are for the first yes. time in a while. I'm not sure about the women's, but the men are. Uh, okay. The wrestling team I saw today is ranked 23rd. The basketball team is ranked in the AP poll seven, which is their highest ranking since they were seventh in 2009. Uh, Jaden Ivey, Trey Williams are getting. All sorts of preseason accolades. I mean, it's uh, it's a fun time to be a Boilermaker. Speaking, of, did I, I texted you. I couldn't remember what it was. It was like the last time that Purdue football and basketball were ranked. I think you were traveling. It was like 03 or something like that or 99. I it was like it couldn't have been. It seems so long ago. I'm like, no way. Yeah, it must have been like 99. My brother sent it to me. He said it wow. was with Breeze. And I'm like, no way. Like with Orton. They never, like, the basketball team never got ranked. And then, like, Purdue, I know football was ranked in 07, which would have been, like, the Baby Boilers freshman year. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, they when, weren't when it over, ranked. yeah. Yeah. So, I was like, I couldn't have. I was shocked that the basketball team didn't get ranked with Orton or something. Oh, 03, if I remember correctly, was the year they made the NCAA tournament, beat LSU, and lost to Texas second round. But I don't know if mm-hmm. they ever got ranked during the during and that the fo- and, portion. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know, but football team it's, is really good in 03. But yeah, I just was stunned that it was yeah, 22 that's, years. That's, wild. that's a wild stat. Both. I would have, I would have guessed. I mean, I knew football since obviously they hadn't been ranked sure. in 14 years. It was going to sure. be a while, but 
Sure. But mm-hmm. uh, that's wild. It's a good thing's happening uh, on Purdue Athletics, and hopefully the football team can keep it going with a big W on, on Saturday. But uh, we do want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Without them, this podcast wouldn't be possible. One of those sponsors is Mad Mushroom. And uh, let's get this up here. Uh, Mad Mushroom has been serving Boilermakers since 1993 and is located in the heart of West Lafayette. And they are well known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Whenever, whenever Andrew or myself visit, we like to sit down and have an ice cold beer by trying out their latest pizza of the month, which this month it is the Italian chicken. Andrew, can you read that for me? Because it's not popping up on my screen. Is it yes, up sir. on yours? Italian chicken, traditional pizza sauce, topped with chicken, diced tomatoes, garlic, ricotta, and mozzarella cheeses, and sprinkled with Italian seasoning. Sounds really good to me. And if it sounds good to you, uh, when you when you stop in or order online, uh, tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20 or online at uh, madmushroom.com. Type in coupon code BREAK5. That's all caps B-R-E-A-K-5 to claim that same discount, which is $5 off any order over $20. And uh, as always, Mad Mushroom, feed your head and we appreciate them being a recurring sponsor on the Boiler Breakdown podcast. And another recurring sponsor is Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned pharmacy, uh, community pharmacy, with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's uh, is providing flu shots right now, free flu shots by appointment. Simply call to set up an appointment. Their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you for all of your high-quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services. Check them out online at www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy, the professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. And if you're in need for some new Purdue gear, the shop's got you got you handled. I mean, they got everything. Uh, visit them online at theshopindy.com. Make sure you use the promo code BREAKDOWN. That's in all capitals for 25% off your order. Like we said, they got great Purdue merchandise. But if, if you got enough Purdue stuff, but you're a fan of the Colts or the Pacers or just the state of Indiana, they got a lot of cool event t-shirts. They got like a retro Deer Creek shirt, which is now, I know, Ruoff, but it used to be Deer Creek. They got a lot of things like that. There's a lot I of cool Andrew, Indy 500 stuff. Yeah. I know, Andrew, you're, you're, you're a Butler Bulldog as well as a Purdue fan. You're a Butler grad. Butler fan, you got some awesome-looking cool uh, Butler, Butler shirts. So, uh I mean, they got they have Ball State. They got Indiana. I don't know why you'd want one of those. They got Wabash. They got the Paul. They got all sorts of cool things. Go check them out at online at www.theshopindy.com. And we got one more sponsor, and that is Shrove Landscaping Nurseries. Andrew, you want to tell us what they got going on? Yes, sir. Shrove Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and their licensed lawn applicators. Contact them today for all of your landscaping needs at 574-223-2769. Shrove Landscaping, design with you in mind. And we appreciate all four of those sponsors being on board, making this podcast happen for all of you kind folks who listen and watch our podcast every week. We appreciate the support. It's always fun. We like getting the comments. We like answering the questions. We like the feedback, chatting with all the Boiler Nation out there. So if you haven't already, please tell your friends about our podcast. You can find it on any of the podcast platforms out there. We stream live every week on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. 
And uh, Andrew, any closing thoughts going into Saturday that we nope. haven't already discussed? It's, it's just uh, it's a weird, weird weekend <laughs> going into it with expectations. I guess it is. It's a fun it's a wave. time. Yep, fun. It's a fun feeling and a fun time to be a Boilermaker, like I've said a few times during tonight's podcast. But let's uh, we don't need no stinking Badgers. Let's boiler up, hammer down, and beat the Badgers.